The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking a little cloudy. 61 degrees in Buffalo. Migrants have been sent to Western New York, but there are still many questions as to exactly who is being sent here and how many will come. WBEN's Max Ferry has the latest. Several weeks have elapsed since speculation started circulating around a migrant influx coming to Erie County following the end of Title 42. 60 migrants have arrived in Cheektowaga via bus from New York City seeking asylum in a local hotel. New York State Senator Patrick Galvan heard the news Thursday, just like everybody else, through the media and not through communication through the state. I was not aware of it until I heard the news today, uh, and I, I hope that New York City, the mayor of the city or city officials, have been in touch with Cheektowaga officials and or Erie County officials to help coordinate this. I, I don't know if that's taken place or not, but I think the communication between communities is extremely important to ensure that on, on our end of it, here in western New York or, or in the town of Cheektowaga, that they are not saddled with a responsibility that they're, then, that they're not ready for. Well, transparency is of the utmost importance to keep the community informed and notified just as much as our elected officials. We do know that New York City will be footing the bill for the temporary lodging of the migrants coming to western New York and plans are currently in place to help the migrants as they arrive. You know, we have a agreement worked out you know, through the state and the city of New York that any asylees who do come to western New York, they'll be supported with services from our refugee resettlement programs, uh, the Jericho uh, Roads, the Jewish Family Services. So I don't know anything specifically about this group of people, uh, but I do know that anyone who does get resettled into Western New York will come with services to help them find housing, employment, get kids enrolled in school. New York State Senator Sean Ryan. Short-term housing accommodations for migrants was looked into, but still not solved. Long-term housing is still a question that needs to be discussed in length in the state as well. Hear more at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. X, thank you. As a part of that migrant crisis plays out here in western New York, California investigating Florida for planes that transported migrants to Sacramento. Criminal kidnapping charges have been threatened. Now there's calls for an investigation into the state of Texas. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says his state paid to bus migrants to Los Angeles because it's where migrants want to go and that they had plenty of food and water. But California Congressman Jimmy Gomez is calling on the state attorney general here to launch an investigation into what migrants were told to get them on the bus. The question is who's paying? number one, for these buses. Number two, if they're doing at the direction of the state of Texas, Governor Abbott. Attorney General Rob Bonta says California will look into Texas busing migrants and look at whether anything illegal was done by Governor Greg Abbott. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. All right, back at home, a wrong way accident on the 90 East early this morning. An SUV going the wrong way around 2 a.m., slammed head-on into a tractor-trailer near the William Street on-ramp. The tractor-trailer remained on the embankment, but the 90 East is open. The William Street on-ramp to the 90 East remains closed. No word on injuries at this time. Well, the 16-year-old who was driving a stolen Kia on the 33 when he crashed near the entrance of the 198 in October has pleaded guilty to manslaughter, assault, and criminal possession of stolen property charges. Five passengers were ejected as a result of the crash. Only one of them survived. He will be sentenced as a youthful offender. 
faces a maximum sentence of one and one-third to four years in prison. Erie County DA John Flynn spoke on that. While I recognize the fact that 16-year-olds do stupid things, this was beyond stupid. Um, th- this was this was the, the actions that caused the death of four individuals. Um, and getting a year for each individual for four years total, um, uh, in my mind, is, is, not, is not right. If the teen had been denied youthful offender status, he could have faced up to 25 years in prison. In a courtroom yesterday, as part of the federal case against top shooter Peyton Gendron, federal judge Ken Schroeder pleaded with U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice for taking over a year and counting to decide if they'll pursue the death penalty. WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with more on why these proceedings have dragged on. The moratorium of the death penalty by Attorney General Merrick Garland is a key issue, says former U.S. Attorney Dennis Vaco, on whether federal prosecutors in the top shooting case will seek the death penalty. It's a question of whether or not this particular case warrants first lifting of the moratorium, and then if the moratorium is lifted, whether it warrants the actual uh, imposition of the death penalty to be considered by a jury. Vaco says prosecutors are grappling with the circumstances of the shooting and whether the moratorium should be lifted. I don't think that, you know, there's going to be a broad national pronouncement by the Department of Justice that generally the moratorium has been lifted. I think more likely the department will say that the moratorium is still in place, but that on a case-by-case basis, its status will be evaluated. How long will prosecutors have before they have to decide? Hear from Vaco online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Gendron pled guilty to all charges he faced on the state level in November of last year. Prosecutors say they expect the decision on whether or not the death penalty will be sought to be made soon. The 21-year-old Air National Guardsman, who was arrested for allegedly posting secret military reports online, has now been formally indicted. Aaron Katursky has the story. A federal grand jury in Massachusetts returned a six-count indictment against Jack Texera, charging him with willfully retaining and transmitting classified national defense secrets. Each of the counts carries up to 10 years in prison. His lawyer declined to comment to ABC News. Texera was arrested back in April after the FBI said he published classified information on an online gaming platform. Court records said superiors at Joint Base Cape Cod had warned Texera three times about deep-diving into intelligence information but prosecutors said he shared that information knowing he was breaking the rules. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Ticketmaster and SeatGeek say they will no longer use hidden fees for online sales. You see it when you pay to see a concert. There's the ticket price, then all those add-on venue, service, convenience, and other fees you don't see till you get the bill. President Biden says the largest concert ticket seller is changing that. Starting in September, Live Nation will automatically list all the prices up front. SeatGeek, Airbnb, and others doing the same, but it does not mean anyone's lowering their prices. You'll just see them all at once when you click buy. Andy Field, ABC News. So, I mean, this is, it's a positive thing, right? That you want to so. see the price that you're going to pay. I, I do the, like, they already do this, you know, across the board. This is, I, I mean, I guess they'll be forced to as the default, but you can see the prices with fees before you hit the checkout on, like, every single one of these ticket sites. So, I'm, you know, it's, maybe that needs to be out there a little bit more. If you hit, you know, the options on what you're looking for and just click the box, see yeah. prices with fees. It's all there for you. 
So you're not Whether surprised. Whether you choose to look at it or not. Right? I, I, yeah. Um, I, I mean, some people might like to look at it without the fees. You can kid yourself into thinking that you're paying less or something like that. But it it is there if if you want it already, even before you know this takes effect. I, th- I guess all this does is toggle that. I already have that as my default. I, I see all the prices with the fees yeah i would i'd want to see that up front too your exclusive wben 7 weather forecast mostly cloudy with scattered showers and thunder showers today highs in the upper 60s for tonight showers come to an end skies will clear overnight lows in the mid 50s becoming mostly sunny mid 70s on saturday sunny on sunday with highs in the mid to upper 70s with your exclusive wben 7 weather forecast i'm chief meteorologist aaron minkowski erie county legislator frank todaro is joining us this morning on WBEN. After weeks of speculation, we are hearing that the first group of migrants from New York City have made their way to Erie County in two buses. But aside from that, there really is no more additional information. Frank, do you have any information to share on that? Well, good morning. Uh, Yes, I do. Um, I received a call around 445 last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, coming from the uh, County Executive's office, and uh, they shared with me that they were just informed that there was two buses that has just departed New York City and heading towards Chictawaga. Uh, they did disclose the hotel to me, uh, which is on Genesee Street, but I just uh, I don't think it's a good idea to share that right now because there's uh, been a lot of concern with the security. Uh, you, you know, you brought up a, a good point there that I wanted to ask you about because there's this uh, kind of a need or want for more information on this. At the same time, there's this very real concern of security because this has become such a highly politicized issue, a hot-button topic. Where should the balance be struck between letting people know what exactly is going on and maybe not disclosing everything because of that security concern? Well, there's a lot that should be very transparent. I mean, we're ta- we're going to be talking about your tax dollars. And it doesn't matter if it's a county tax dollar, a New York state tax dollar, a federal, it's still your money. You pay these taxes. Um, and it's uh, these elected officials that have the, the those powers, they were voted in and they have to do what's right with your money. Um, we, we, a resolution was put in from our caucus, the minority caucus at the Erie County Legislature, a few weeks ago. And we have been trying to get a conversation going, knowing that what is happening today in Chitawaga was coming. We just didn't know when. So we wanted to talk about it. We want to talk about a game plan. If, if uh, what monies are needed, what's going to cost the taxpayers, the financial strain. Um, we already have so many people that are receiving government funding and help, and now we're going to put more strain on, on that system. It, that, that's a big no for me, and we need to get the answers. You know, Frank, um, you, you may be right when you said you shouldn't give out the exact location where they are. Um, but what should we know about this group that's here? Should we know how many men, women, children are in the group? Um, you know, the ages, uh, languages that well, they, they speak? Yeah, Susan, that, that is a question I did ask. And um, 
you know, Erie County does not know uh, actually the category, how many males, females, children, families, um, is it all men? That was a question I asked. They don't have that answer. Um, with, with that said, you know, th- that's another question that this just goes down the rabbit hole because it's a domino effect. You're going to have children coming into our, our school system. This is not going to be a short-term Band-Aid that we're going to solve this. It's going to be at least a minimum of two years up to five on a normal process for anyone seeking asylum to gain any type of working papers so they can legally work and, you know, help our society. But until then, it's going to be a financial burden. Um. You know, when we're talking about children in, in school systems, are we going to change the curriculum? Are we going to have to add more teachers? Um, of course, there's going to be a language barrier. So there's going to be more efforts needed to actually provide um, vetting. We are told that the federal government has vetted the asylum seekers. I don't know how that how the process has worked. I mean... We should still be doing that here in the county, every individual coming in. We should know their history. Um, I mean, a lot of people are, are, are running from countries because they're running from their law. They did something. We need to make sure that we are safe here. I, on that question of vetting, how is that even possible? I mean, you know, you don't know who I am, right? That's right. I don't know who you are. I don't know your history. So we have to have the right people in place to actually take the time and and, uh, go through each individual's file and uh, verify. This is very time-consuming. You never know. By the time you verify who this person is, how do you hold a person into a hotel room? I mean, it's – they can just walk out the door and, and move on somewhere else. Frank, will there be more? Is this just the first group? Do we know anything about that? We don't. We don't know. But I, uh, my personal opinion is uh, this is only the beginning. I mean, we've rolled out the red carpet. As, as you heard, uh, County Executive Mark Polencars has uh, welcomed. So when you have a welcome mat out, why not? You know, <laughs> if someone says, we'll take you, you, you take advantage of it. Other counties uh, around us and throughout New York State have put a big no, we're not open. We don't have the uh, capacity. We don't have the financial uh, woes. So uh, we just have so many questions that need to be answered, and uh, we're not getting that conversation even going. So I'm going to keep fighting in my caucus. This is a daily fight. We need to get that conversation going. If we're not talking about it, we're not going to get answers. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.